0: an awesome privilege to continue to partner with you in ministry to the people of Europe and specifically now in the Ukraine. So friends, uh, really you get a choice. You get a chance to give to one of these three projects and or you can give to all three of these projects or if you don't know what specific project you want to give to, that's fine and that's okay too. We can divide it up amongst the projects as well. But if you have a heart for one of them, we'll honor that and you can give directly to that. That being said, so this coming Sunday, we, we, we've now done the work of putting all three projects in front of you. So the best Sunday of all is this coming Sunday, we get a chance to bring in all of our giving and all of our gifts towards this as we give above and beyond, as we spend less on Christmas uh, for, again, this sweater that Aunt Mildred doesn't necessarily need, and, and we give more to life. There are cards out there in the lobby area that you can utilize to give as Christmas gifts. I've received some of those in years past, so I know you use them. And uh, feel free to use those with family or friends. If you want to give the gift of life, uh, we put those cards together for you to be able to do so. So grab those on your way out. Next Sunday is the Sunday, and I believe that's Sunday, December the 18th. Uh, This is the third Sunday of Advent. We have three candles lit, and next Sunday we light the fourth. And you know what that means after the fourth one is lit. The next thing that's coming is what? It's Christmas. And God is saying, ready or not, here I come. Ready or not, here I come, and it's happening, friends. So wonderful to be a part of that with you. Uh, so let's uh, let's dive in today's message, and we are in the middle of a sermon series called "A Brand New Life." It is our belief that in this brand new life, this birth of a son, this baby, that it came to give us a brand new life. Now, for Christmas, Christmas can mean a lot of things to a lot of people for christmas time for you it could mean a vacation time from work it could mean bringing family together that hasn't been together i have a little suspicion that some of you are going to be spending time with family that you probably haven't seen around the holidays in the last couple of years right just because of the chaos and the craziness that's been going on and so it can mean creating memories with family. It means decorating inside and outside of the house. It means gathering in the kitchen and doing a bunch of baking. And you guys have been doing a really good job because I've been seeing your cookies and baking skills on Facebook. If you need a taste tester, let me know. I'm available. Um, but I've seen the decorations in the houses going up. You're putting lights on everything, including the family dog and sometimes yourselves. Have you seen these sweaters? I guess they have like battery packs inside of them. They walk around with lights on. I don't, I don't know. All these opportunities lead us to being able to worship. It leads us to the giving, exchanging of gifts and singing carols and, 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 and blessing other people generously, ringing the Salvation Army Bell, participating in Advent Conspiracy, being a part of Helping Hands, building a manger. All these things are leading us to an incredible moment. Did you know with Helping Hands that this sanctuary is going to be transformed after tonight, after the concert tonight? And we're going to remove all these chairs tonight afterwards, and we're going to put them all to the side of the wall to make room for our ministry partnership with Maysville Schools that identified more than 100 children and families that are in need of having a blessed Christmas. Some of you have adopted some of those children. Our church took on 30 of those children or maybe a few more. And and, and so this week, all those gifts are gonna be brought in, all the food boxes, all the macaroni and cheese that you've been bringing in and you've been bringing in macaroni and cheese. I had no idea that Cheetos made macaroni and cheese, but evidently they do. And that's been in there. All This sanctuary is going to be transformed into a ministry area to bless families in our community, friends. Why do we do all this? We do it all because it's leading us to. It's leading us to the manger. It's leading us to a supernatural encounter with God. And so we're going to gaze at the manger. When you come tonight at 6 o'clock, the worship choir who's put together this incredible production that I get a chance to be a part of, And we're going to to be reminded to gaze at the manger in anticipation and celebration of a baby. But not just a baby, the Christ child. The brand new life of God that's been brought into this world to give us a brand new life that the Bible says has been born for us. He is the Son of God, but also the Bible says the Son of Man. In Isaiah, in ancient prophecies, in the Old Testament, in chapter 9, the prophet Isaiah prophesied about it. He said, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. Who's he talking about? He's talking about the Messiah. He's talking about the chosen one, the one who has come to save and rescue the sins of the world and to take this dark world and shed some light on it. This new birth is God's plan and purpose for all of us. A son has been given to fulfill these ancient promises, to shine a light in the dark world, to enlarge our life. And who, who, who needs an enlarged life? Who, who needs more grace? Who needs more joy? Who needs more hope? God and Jesus Christ has come for that, to bring us good news of great joy. Oh friends, Christmas is a celebration of the day God delivered new life to change our whole world. Not just us, but the Bible says everyone. And it's good news and great joy for all of the people, for all of the land. He's given us new life. He's giving us a new covenant, a new promise with Jesus. A new birth into a living hope. Friends, it's Christmas. And that's what all of this means and so much more. And this Christmas, we are declaring out loud that God is up to something. Do you sense that? Anybody, you sense that God is up to something? Because God's about to ask you a question. If you don't sense it or you don't see it, he's about to ask you a question. And the question is this, can you see it? Can you see it? Do you perceive that God is up to something brand new? After all, that's another uh, moment that Isaiah prophesied about in chapter 43, verse 19. He says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now notice what that starts with. He says, see, he's commanding us. See, see that I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Now, if we didn't pay attention to the beginning of that, when he says, see, he is going to come full circle back to that when he says, what? Do you not perceive it? He says, I want you to see it. Oh, wait a minute. But if you didn't get that, no, I I want you to do something better. I want you to perceive it. I don't want you to just see it. I want you to perceive it as a part of your life. Perceive it as a part of what I'm doing in you. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. You see, friends, in Jesus Christ, who is the fulfillment of this promise as well, God is making a way when there was no way. And in Jesus Christ, he's bringing living water to dry and weary souls. In Jesus Christ, in the birth of his son, he's doing a new thing. In the virgin birth, he's bringing life change. He's offering amazing grace and unconditional love. He's bringing new mercy and powerful redemption. The good news of great joy is coming through Jesus Christ in his birth. Wonders and miracles and signs. And he asks you a question here. Can you see it? Do you perceive it? Do you perceive it? These signs that he's posting everywhere. Now, there's a warning that he wants to give us today because we can get so caught up in the hustle and the bustle. We can get so caught up in the plans and the parties. We can get so caught up in the gatherings and the gifts. And none of those are bad things. But we better not go an entire Christmas season and miss the miracle work of God. In other words, in the middle of the noise, is it possible we could miss the very miracle that God came to give us? And that's God's warning to us today. He wants us to pay attention to the thing that's welling up inside of us. He wants us to pay attention to the nudge that's happening when we see a light display and our hearts are strangely warmed. He wants to do something in us when, when our feelings are sensitized, when, when, when you see somebody you know, offering goodwill towards somebody, blessing somebody, or you see the hurting faces when you're ringing the salvation bell, army bell. He wants to lead us to new places. He wants to develop new attitudes in us. He wants us to take on new actions in our life. He wants, us to get, he wants to give us a whole new view on this world and this life because of who he is. Oh, friends, the new thing that he's doing in us even comes when we're hurt. The new thing that he wants to do can come in our confusion, even in our brokenness. And maybe we're trying to numb our pain with cookies and cards and carols, and we're just not feeling it. Maybe we're battling what they call a blue Christmas, and many people are. Friends, even in those moments where we are in despair or broken, God wants us to open our eyes to perceive that he is doing something new in us, doing something new in our family. He wants to do something new in our church. Oh, friends, God wants to show you something brand new. He wants to show you something you haven't seen before. And he's asking the question, are we looking? Can we see it? Do we perceive it? There's another question along those lines. What new, if he's doing something new, what new does God want to do in you? What new does God want to do in you? Now, some of you are saying Santa's coming to town, and that's true. Santa's coming to town, all right? But I'm here to tell you, the Christ child's coming to Bethlehem. And we've got to be paying attention to what's going on in Bethlehem, all right? Do we see it? Do we perceive it? And let's not forget to seek the Savior, the one who's coming to a little town of Bethlehem. There are signs of new life everywhere. The grace of God is everywhere. The Spirit of the living God is in you if you've received Jesus Christ, and He's in you to move you. He's in you when you're at work, He's with you when you're in the car, He's in you at the store, He's in you while you're at school, in your trials, in the decisions you need to make, in the accomplishments that you, He's achieved through you, and He's leading and revealing. New life in you and to you. And we've been crying out. We've been asking God for help. We've been stuck and broken, and we've been wondering where He is and how He's going to show up and if He's going to show up. And what He wants to declare out loud is, I have shown up. I've shown up in this. I showed up in a manger not too long ago. 2,000 years ago seems like a long time for you and for me, but it's nothing in in the plans of God. That manger is as real to us today as it was 2,000 years ago. He says, I have shown up. That's what the prophet Isaiah declared in chapter 7. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. If we're looking for a sign, if we're trying to figure out where God is and what he's up to, he says, he'll give you a sign of that. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and we will call him, you shall call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. And so the virgin birth a baby, this simple manger is God's sign. That He's right here. You're like, where is God? He's right here. He's right here with you. He's right here with me. As God's provision, as God's way and truth and new life that He wants to bring to us. So friends, His miraculous work is all around. Do you see it? Do you perceive it? Are we paying attention? Are we paying attention? And what does it mean to pay attention? Well, maybe it means that we're orienting our life in the direction of God. And are we orienting our life in the direction of God? Are we posturing ourselves in his proximity? Are we leaning in to receive this new thing that he wants to do? You see, God shows himself and reveals himself to some simple shepherds out in the fields at night in the middle of what they're doing to show him that he's about to do a brand new thing. And the question is, when God reveals himself and shows himself to them, do they just keep on going? Doing their same old routine and same old thing? Or does it cause them to lean in a little bit more? Luke chapter 2, verses 15 and 16. The angels have just left after giving this message of good news of great joy that has come. And they've gone into heaven. And the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and do what? And see. Let's go and see this thing that has happened. Let's check in and we want to posture ourselves closer to the proximity of God's promise here, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. You see, God dropped in and they dropped everything. And God's new thing was put into their lap in the middle of the third shift at work. And he brought miracles and signs and wonders. The Bible says a whole host of a heavenly angels showed up as a choir singing hallelujah, praise to the king. And they see it. And what do they do? Do they continue on with their work, continue on with life as usual? No, they drop everything and they drop what they're doing and their plans. And they lean into God to go and see this new thing to see what God is up to. They posture themselves. They orient themselves to catch a better glimpse of God's new thing. They followed His voice, and it led them to this faithful stance of of moving to exactly where God told them to go and see this sign. You see, friends, God is speaking and showing in the ordinary, everyday life for them and for you and for me. Are we leaning in? Are we listening? Are we going? Are we posturing ourselves in a proximity of God? Because see, God often drops his extraordinary into the ordinary parts of our life. That's what God does. He often drops the extraordinary into our ordinary. He often shows up uh, during the the third shift at work or the second shift. He'll, He'll show up when you're at school, like he did for them when they're tending sheep. No matter where you are or what you're doing or how routine things feel, God is up to something. You should keep your eyes open. Did you know that Mary and Joseph didn't travel to Bethlehem where their son was eventually born because they were to go there because that's what the ancient prophecies said? No. The Bible says that they went to Bethlehem when Jesus was born because they were doing what? Remember the story? They were being obedient to to what? The, The government. The government had a census that was being taken, and they decided that they needed to go ahead and be good citizens and go to Bethlehem because that's where their lineage is from. That's where Joseph's family is, and, and, and Mary's in the line of David as well. So they go to Bethlehem to register. The Bible says, while they were there. While they were there, God showed up. In a little bit of a way, right? I mean, the Savior of the world is given birth to. Just, just, in a, just in a small way, God shows up, friends. So I want to suggest to you that while you were there at work, God is about to show up. While you were there in your car, God might drop a miracle in your lap. While you're there at school or wherever else you might be, God is about to do something brand new in your life. Isn't it amazing in the midst of the ordinary lives of some shepherds on a third, a third shift, God shows up in the middle of, of an ordinary mundane lives of, of a simple carpenter and, 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 the, and the young lady he's betrothed to, a teenage young lady who is about to give birth, a virgin birth. It happens while they're on a trip to, to, to register, Uh, with the government. While you are there in the middle of the ordinary, God is about to do the extraordinary. Friends, what new thing is God working in you? What new thing is God wanting to work in your traditional Christmas routines? What new thing is God wanting to do in the simple and unassuming moments of your life? Get ready, because when you're getting ready in the morning, While you are there, God may want to do something miraculous. While you're commuting, God may want to show up. While you're in a meeting at work or in in that classroom or a family activity, he's right there working something brand new. And he wants to know, are you looking for it? Do you see it? Do you perceive it? Do you perceive it? Because if we're honest, there are times where we may ask for it. And then there are times where we just choose not to see it when God does show us something? Because we got a good thing going. We find ourselves in control of our life and we think of our own destiny. We have a plan and God starts to poke and prod and mess with that plan. Am I talking to some of the right people here today? And we get a sense that he's up to something, that he's leading us into the unknown or some uncomfortable places, some new territory, maybe a situation that doesn't feel fully fun. And he's nudging us to do something we've never done before that requires faith. And we would rather just look the other way We'd rather just look the other way because we can't see how it's going to work. Friends, I remember the first time that we were brand-new parents. Um, it was an opportunity for us uh, to begin with foster care, and we had um, multiple children, young, young children, babies, toddlers coming into our house, and that was overwhelming. It was such a blessing, but there was so much responsibility. Being a first-time parent is exciting, but all the unknowns of new life and all of the new roles and responsibilities that we have can be scary. So, how do you think that Mary felt as a teenage young lady, not even married yet, being approached by God to say, "By the way, not only are you pregnant with the seed of the Holy Spirit, but you are carrying the Savior of the world"? Let's let's read, read let's read on into this in Luke chapter one, verses twenty nine to thirty four. Mary was greatly troubled at his words, the angel that appeared, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And then she asks a question, How will this be? Mary asks, Since I am a virgin. And so here is Mary. God shows up in her ordinary life, her ordinary everyday teenage girl life. What were you doing when you were a teenager? What are you doing now as the teenagers that are in this room? Think about this. That you're going to be with child, planted by the Holy Spirit. You're going to give birth to the Savior of the world. Can you perceive this? She's being asked. And her immediate response isn't necessarily like the shepherds. It isn't, hey, this sounds good. Let's drop everything and go. She asks some questions. Now, right about now, we might feel like when Mary experiences God's new, that her first response, if it's not immediate, that somehow she lacks faith, that she's done something wrong here. But friends, what's interesting is is that Mary doesn't run away. I might have run away. I I mean, are you kidding me? I'm out of here. No way. But what does Mary do? She asks questions of God. And so when God is poking and prodding at your life wanting to do something new, And you don't run away. You remain there for the conversation and you ask some questions that some people might tell you is a lack of faith. Friends, you're engaging with God. That sounds like a whole lot of faith to me. And this is what Mary does. She leans back in and she asks some questions. How is this going to happen? Show me the way, God. I want to know. Yes, I I, I, I hear you, but I'm a virgin. You understand my circumstances. And yes, she's probably feeling a little bit overwhelmed. What first-time parent didn't feel overwhelmed? Now think about it. What teenage first-time parent didn't feel overwhelmed? What teenage parent being told that she's pregnant by the Holy Spirit didn't feel overwhelmed? She's feeling all these things. She's feeling troubled and afraid, but it doesn't mean that she lacked faith. God chose her because she was a young lady of faith, because she was a young lady of integrity but she just couldn't necessarily perceive it. How is this possible? How is this going to happen? I'm a virgin. I'm just a young teenager. Who who, who am I to carry? The Savior of the world. Who am I to give birth to the, the, the promised Messiah? And so she's struggling to perceive this brand new life that God is birthing in her. But she's not alone because I think we all do the same thing. And it doesn't mean that we lack faith. It doesn't mean that, that God hasn't destined us for this. It just means that we are meant to lean in a little bit more. And so we may respond like the shepherds. God shows up, and we're like, I'm all in. But we also may respond like Mary. It's like, God shows up, and you're like, uh, okay, God, tell me more. I, I want to lean in, but I need a little bit more. Friends, there's nothing wrong with that. That is faith. God wants uh, to engage us. Remember, he says, see, I am doing a new thing. And just for those of us that are hard to learn, he says, uh, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? You see, God is a second chance God. God is a patient God, and he's, he's there. He just wants us all in. And so for Mary, it takes a little bit, and that's okay. And God births new life in her. How about you? Are you ready for the brand new life that God is birthing in you? But you might say, Pastor John, I'm not pregnant. Okay, well, neither am I. I mean, I'm physically not pregnant. And and as I'm looking out in the room, most of you aren't. There might be somebody here who's like literally physically pregnant with new life and and, and is going to be birthing a child physically soon. But that's not really what we're talking about here. You see, you're a child of the living God. And the seed of God's grace is in you. From the moment you were knit together in your mother's womb, God's DNA and his presence was there. So that eventually when you're old enough and your birthday, you, you are drawn to him and you turn your life and hand your life over to him. There's this seed of grace. There's this spirit inside of you that's welling up inside. And when you add Jesus Christ and you invite him into your life, he's working to birth something brand new. You see, when you add Jesus Christ to your life, you're no longer physically born. You're now reborn. You're born in the spirit of the living God. The spirit of the living God. And this seed of grace, this Spirit of Jesus and and the Holy Spirit that's inside of you because of that decision that you've made for Jesus Christ that is your salvation, it's welling up inside of you daily, working to birth new life in you to be poured out as a blessing to the world. You see, friends, Jesus is in you. And because Jesus is in you, giving you new birth to a living hope, that means you're carrying around the fire of the Holy Spirit in your belly. Who's got the fire of the Holy Spirit in your belly? I mean, who? Who did, right? God is present. God is alive. He's, he's in you, the, the Bible will tell us. And so then what that means is, like Mary, your life has been impregnated by the same Holy Spirit with the purposes of God because God is always ready to give birth to something new in your life, give birth to a new attitude. He wants to do a new work giving birth in your life, giving birth to a new moment, uh, giving birth to new discovery, to something new. You see, what we forget about is that our God runs a maternity ward and he's in the delivery business, and he wants to deliver new life of his Holy Spirit in you so he can send it out of you into the rest of the world. And God wants to ask a simple question today. Can you see it? Do you perceive it? If so, we need to lean into it. we got to dig a little deeper. we got to run to it like the shepherds or ask a few more questions like Mary and say, I'm going to go see this new thing. I'm going to get a better view. Lord God, how could this be? I'm going to go scope this thing out. I'm going to position myself. I'm going to posture myself to be ready to give birth to this new work of the Holy Spirit of God in me and share it with the entire world. Friends, let's not distance ourselves from Mary because we are all Marys in some regard. We are carrying Jesus inside of us. We are carrying Jesus. We are designed to give birth to God's new work in us to change the world around us and to deliver and give people Jesus. To give people Jesus. But Pastor John, I can't see or perceive how God could do this in me. Well, then lean into Mary a little bit. If you're not feeling equipped, if you struggle thinking you have the ability, you don't, you, you know, you don't know me, Pastor John. You don't know what I've done. You don't know how I've messed up. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm just an ordinary, everyday Joe. I'm just an ordinary, everyday Mary. And so was she. So were the shepherds. So was Joseph. You say, I'm just a carpenter. So was Joseph. Huh. You know, I mean, it's, it's, ordinary, everyday people is what God wants to use to do his extraordinary work and measures to the world, friends. If you notice, Christ appears to and uses throughout Scripture, especially in the birth narrative, ordinary, everyday folk that he uses to deliver the world. And you say, but Pastor John, I'm from a small backwoods town. What can somebody do that comes from there? Jesus came from a small backwoods town. And look what he did. He he saved the entire world. If we let him, God can use you. Why? Because he's birthing something new in you. He wants to share with the world. He wants to use you to deliver the world unto himself. And so like Mary, we need to soak in his promises. If we're, if we're struggling, we've got to lean into him some more and soak in his promises. In Luke chapter 1, the Bible says, And the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. And if I can do something miraculous in her life, I can certainly do something miraculous in your life, Mary for no word from God will ever fail. The Bible says the word of the Lord will never return void. It's impossible because God's word is God's word. It stays the test of time. It speaks to you and to me even unto today. He, she says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. God says, my power is sufficient for you. I've got you covered with my unfailing promises. And that's all Mary needed because she says, okay, Come on, let's go do this thing. Thank you, God, for showing me a little bit more because I've been looking, I've been watching, and I wanted to perceive what I thought it was that you wanted to do in my life. God doesn't scold her. He shows her. When she asks to see, when she desires to perceive what it is God wants to do, oh, He shows her and blesses her. And it overrides her perceptions or plans about how the rest of her life she thought it was going to go before this moment to be able to embrace the new thing that God is doing in her. And so God wants us to do what she did, and that is embrace His new work. We have to embrace God's new work like Mary did. And God's giving birth to something in you, and it's springing up inside of you. Can you see it? Can you perceive it? Are you ready to set aside the old? Are you ready to set aside the things of the past, your plans, your perception, your desire for control, and to receive the new that He wants to do in you? Friends, don't cover over the pain. Don't cover over the brokenness or the struggles in your life. God may want to do that and use that to do something new in your life. Don't cover over the nudges and the things that you're sensing God is doing in your life. Don't do it because you're afraid or you have doubts or uncertainty. Lean into God. Posture yourself in His proximity like the shepherds and remember His promises. You see, the same seed of the Spirit of God that was inside of Mary that gave birth to the Christ child more than 2,000 years ago is the same Holy Spirit that is alive and well in you if you've invited Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. And it's living in you to give birth to God's brand new, to deliver the world unto himself. Do you see it? Can you perceive it? Let's open our eyes. Let's see the signs and wonders and the miracles that are all around and soak in the meaning of Christmas. And really, friends, the meaning of Christmas, as we're focusing, is the manger. It's, it's, it's this simple manger scene. God doing the extraordinary in the middle of an ordinary instrument to feed animals because God wants to use that to feed the world for you and for me. So let's lean in and allow this baby, this Christ child, this new life to bring us new life because God delivered him to deliver you. Here's some action steps and we're done. Number one, what nudge are you feeling? Lean into it. What nudge? What broken moment? What struggle? What, 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 what movement of God inside of your spirit that God is leading you to that you may be uncomfortable with? Lean into it. Ask questions or just you know, get up and go and follow like the shepherds did. But if you're struggling, if you're, if you're battling with faith, that's okay. Lean in like Mary did. Ask questions. Pray back to God. Pray it back to God. Ask God to confirm it in you. Number two, fill your manger with blessings to deliver to another. We just talked about the idea that the manger was given the greatest, was the delivery system for the greatest gift ever given to humankind, and that is the birth of Jesus Christ. Well, friends, some of you physically made some mangers last weekend. Keep filling those mangers with all kinds of goodies, and you're going to bless that to somebody, an organization, a family, or um, a business um, at the end of the year, and just love on them in Jesus' name. But, but friends, why don't we just continue to fill our spiritual mangers? I mean, we we are we are God's manger and and we are His delivery system of blessings to the world. We're Mary. We're we're the the mangers. We're we're, we're planted with the seed of the Holy Spirit inside of us to give birth and to pass along the blessings of God, friends. So keep filling your mangers with the blessings and the goodies and and the and the greatness of God to be a blessing to deliver to another. And then third and finally, I want to encourage you to continue to go deep into Luke chapter one and Luke chapter two with your family and and read that narrative with your family and ask questions of one another and engage. And in doing so, look for the signs of God's activity everywhere. Keep your eyes open. Look for the signs of God's activity because he is active and working everywhere we go because where we go, there he is. And where we are, there he is. And where we were, there he was. He's with us, friends. God loves you. He's with you and there's nothing you can do about it. Let's pray. Lord God, we just give you great thanks and give you all the glory for your word today, for this time of worship, where we've been able to quiet ourselves from the chaos of life. And Lord God, you've called us to such a place for such a time as this. And Lord God, we pray that we'll be able to quiet our hearts in the midst of all the noise and the chaos of life, and especially the hustle and bustle of the Christmas season. Because, Lord God, in the middle of the noise, we don't want to miss the miracle. And, Lord God, we know that you're showing us something. We know and sense that you're revealing something inside of each and every one of our hearts right here and now. And to our family, to our church, Lord God, that you're about to do a new thing. And so, Lord God, you are asking us the question that you asked through the prophet Isaiah. When you doubled up and said, see, I am doing a new thing, it springs up. Do you perceive it? Lord God, we don't want to just see it. We want to perceive it. We want to receive it into our whole life and perceive it as a part of what you want to do in us. Lord God, would you make that move in us? Lord God, we lift up those that are broken in spirit right now, that are struggling this time of year, that are facing a holiday with, in a new way, in a, in a way they've never faced a holiday before, Lord God. And maybe for them, it's kind of a blue Christmas. And so, Lord God, would you put your loving arms around those of us that are battling that way and know that we're not alone that this altar area is open for the broken, the, 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 those that are struggling. This altar area is also open for those that are celebrating, those who just want to give God glory. Maybe, maybe both in the same, Lord God. And that you would draw us to this altar, that you would cause us to posture ourselves closer to your presence, to get closer to the manger and your cross, to get up out of our seats and, and move forward and, and say, God, I, I, I do see it. I do perceive it. I, I'm holding on to your promises. Lord God, would you stir in us your new work? Guide us and lead us in all ways. Lord God, bless those who are hurting, that are struggling in our congregation. Bless those, Lord God, that are battling with health issues or or financial issues or relational issues, Lord God, truly just absolutely uncertain right now, scared even and broken. Lord, in the power of your Holy Spirit, will you come and speak the words, have no fear because I'm with you. The Lord our God is with us. And we thank you for that, God. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. And it's in your name we pray. Everybody said together, amen. Amen. So friends, the band is here to lead us for a closing song. I know our prayer ministry team is going to be available up front. The altar area is open as it always is. It's, it's just an awesome opportunity to get up out of our seats and move forward, to change, to change our location, to approximate ourselves closer to, to, to understanding that, that God, what is the new you want to do in me? Let's see what happens when we come together and we pray for each other. We worship together. Would you stand and would you sing this closing song?